I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, we are celebrating yet another anniversary, this time of what movie? The classic Disney film we all know as Mary Poppins. That's right. It's uh, the anniversaries, I believe, August 27th? Yes. Yeah, and it came out uh, what year? Ni- originally 1964. Was the recent reboot, was that a remake or a sequel? A direct sequel with mostly different actors. Right, it had uh, Emily Blunt, I believe, playing Mary Poppins. But we'll discuss all of that in a second. Before we go any further, let's do Easter Egg. So just a reminder, on this segment, we talk about, well, Easter eggs that have appeared in films. So, Ezra, what is the Easter egg that we're going to be talking about this one? The penguin waiters you all remember from the Jolly Holiday sequence where Bert Dick Van Dyke's character danced like a penguin? Mm-hmm. They make a cameo in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, as well as House of Mouse. Which is not surprising, especially for... Who Framed Roger Rabbit, because that film featured a lot of different cameos from a lot of different animated characters. Including ones that were Warner Brothers, like the Looney Tins. Yeah, exactly. So, and, oh, uh, before I forget, let's do the trivia question from last week. The titular character of Hey Arnold first had his start as a claymation character on a popular kids show. What is the name of that show? It's a show everyone knows that we all grew up watching. It's Sesame Street. Of course. In an animated segment from episodes in the 90s, he appeared as a clay animated character before, like, from 1988, called Arnold Escapes, which was a short film, and then he appeared on Sesame Street. Then he got his own animated show for Nickelodeon. Yeah, and did he always have that distinctive style of his head shape being like a football head? Or a lemon, yeah. Okay, so that was the answer to last week's trivia question. Stick around to the end of the episode for a new one. In the meantime, let's get to our feature presentation. Mary Poppins, the classic Disney film we all know, is based on a novel based on a series of books by P.L. Travers, which were published from 1934 to 1988. There was actually a Disney movie that focused on the process of getting the rights to those books to adapt it. The film is a bit of revisionist history a little bit. Uh, The author was really not a fan of the idea of Mary Poppins being turned into a movie. She constantly dismissed Walt's ideas. Right. So he did get the eventually did get the rights to the first uh, to make one Mary Poppins film. And rightfully so, it is considered a classic. And it's it's certainly not the first movie to be a hybrid in the sense that it has animation with live actors, but it's certainly one of the best made films of that nature. Certainly one of the most popular and beloved. Yeah, I agree. That's for sure. Julie Andrews, as we all remember, played the title character. And Dick Van Dyke, of course, played a 
beloved character, even though he his accent was fairly criticized. Uh, uh, his Cockney accent was was fairly criticized for not exactly being the most accurate, to put it generously. I know, and that was, he played Bert, whose song was Chim Chim Cheree, mm -hmm. which is one of the many memorable songs we all remember from the film. Most wrong, no eye spends me time in the ashes and smoke. In this old wide world, there's no happier bloke. Chim Chim and me, Chim Chim and me, Chim Chim Cheree. Well, before we get into it, maybe we could just remind people what happened in the plot of that movie uh, for people who haven't seen it in a while. The main plot, there's Cherry Tree Lane, there's a family and there's a man who's a patriarch in a family named George Banks, who's kind of a serious, no-nonsense father, who has children who believe in this nonsense fantasy, and he doesn't really believe in any of this stuff that they believe in, and he's kind of like George Darling from Peter Pan, another classic Disney film. Right, and then Mary Poppins comes along and kind of disrupts his... He's kind of a grumpy and um, serious kind of a man. Um, then there's the iconic spoonful of sugar sequence we all remember, like where there's the clean up the nursery with Matt by magic. Yeah. Mary Poppins basically arrives to, to be a nanny to the children. Yes, that's right. She is a sharp contrast to the dad. Uh, she's very much lighthearted, fun loving person who, uh, you know, has some kind of magical properties. She could fly with an umbrella. Yep, I know. And then there's the when they all go when Jane and Michael and Mary and Bert go into the into the drawing on the on the pavement. It has a lot of unique, funny animated animals and things. And it, it, we go to the Jolly Holiday sequence, which introduces those iconic dancing penguins. And then supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, even though the sound of it is something quite atrocious. I mean, it has such memorable characters and other good songs like Feed the Birds. I also remember the Step in Time number and the I Love to Laugh part. George Banks learns his lesson, learns a lesson, learns a lot from his from his children. Yeah. And I remember Mr. Dawes, the head of the bank. And then the ending part we all remember is the let's go fly a kite scene where they all go out to fly kites. And that's when we see uh, Mary Poppins fly away. I've seen this classic film ever since I was a little kid. Yeah, and it's uh, and when it came out, I imagine your parents were kids, too, when when it first came out. Well, it was my dad was already alive when it came out. My mom was not born until a few years later. Ah, okay. Well, do they remember watching it as a kid? Do you know? Yeah, they do remember grow, watching it growing up. And what do they think about the movie? One of the very best and greatest. <laughs> and do you concur? Yes, and especially among the greatest of the classics. One thing I love about this film, I'm really big on learning how films are made. It's always fun to see the behind the scenes for these type of movies. And Mary Poppins is, in particular, a really cool one to learn about because the animation style, it might not seem like it's that big of a deal nowadays because you can make you can do a lot of special effects on computers but back in the day combining animation with live action was really really hard to do and this film did such an amazing job at the time 
for what it was trying to do. Yeah. And part of that, the part of the reason why, is that it had a unique camera that was able to shoot the film on two separate film reels, and they could use that to combine and add in the animation and that sort of thing. But apparently the camera, the crystal that was used as a prism in the camera, for whatever reason, they were never able to replicate it. Ultimately, this was the only film shot on this specific camera that was made for this specific purpose to shoot a live action film that would have animation added to it after. So the reason why the animation looks so seamless in so many different places is because of that. So it's just like cool, cool facts like that. I know that that film in 2004 it was made into a musical for Broadway. I saw the musical of that once at the Amundsen Theater in downtown LA where I live. Very cool. How was the play? Really good. A little different from the movie. How so? Some more additional songs and scenes and the way they did the musical numbers that were in the film were not in the in the same order they were in the movie. Uh, you mean in the play? Yeah. I think this film has really stuck with a lot of people just because it is such a unique film. And it's such a fun film, too. I mean, the songs are great. Do you have any particular favorite songs from this movie? Like Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, Chim Chim Cheree, Spoonful of Sugar are three examples of the songs from the film I really love because they've always been fun and catchy. Or a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down, the medicine go down, medicine go down, just a spoon. Long before there was Let It Go from Frozen, there was every song from Mary Poppins. The Sherman Brothers did the music for Mary Poppins, and they did music for other classics from Disney at the time, such as Sword in the Stone, Bedknobs and Broomsticks, The Jungle Book, The Aristocats, and the original Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, I think you've talked about this here and there, and it's, and it's clear why, but maybe you could expand on why you love this movie so much. It's one I've seen and known and loved ever since I was small. It has a lot of nostalgia and makes, and it makes me feel young at heart. <laughs> Which is appropriate, given the message of the movie, I think. Yeah, with the lessons and morals it has. I agree. I think it's just a really fun film that's... You can watch it with the whole family, and there's something nice about that. Yeah. I mean, the message, I think, still resonates to this day. Maybe especially now, given that uh, for a lot of us, we have spent the last year and a half stuck at home. It's hard to see the fun side of things right now and this movie is re really about trying to find the joy in just the everyday and making that joy for ourselves and for others and now mary poppins returns we haven't talked about much about the newer one yet the new one was had really good music just like the original and it was directed by rob marshall and lynn manuel miranda starred in it as jack who was a lamplighter who was who was the former apprentice of Bert from the original. Emily Blunt played the title character, and it was set like 30 years after the original. And it had uh, Michael Banks, who's now a widow, widower actually, and he has three children, and he lives with his sister. And he, like his, just like his father, he lost his sense of imagination, and he's pretty serious nowadays. But his three kids have excitable imagination but compared to him now who's mostly serious mm. and it had a lot of songs that were similar to the original and one part of the film even had 
animation sequence that was classic style mm. with 2D with live action, just like the original movie. And I remember the main plot was a greedy owner of a bank played by Colin Firth plots on taking away the bank's house on Cherry Tree Lane just to make a profit. And how do you think the movie, this movie, the sequel, compares to the original? Mm, a little different, yet similar, but it's like a new version for the next generation. Mm-hmm. And has it's, a lot of its songs are like the, the counterparts and the new updated versions of the songs from the original movie. Do you have a preference for which one you like more? I like them both, actually. I like the original because it's a classic, and I like this one because it's like a new updated version of it. I mean, I can imagine that's the newer one would resonate with kids. Yes, the sequel to Mary Poppins had been in development hell since the original film's release in 1964. He attempted to do a sequel, but P.L. Travers rejected his more film ideas based on her books. Mm-hmm. And there was going to be one called Mary Poppins Comes Back, but that one was scrapped. And then there was an, the 2004 40th anniversary DVD and a trivia track saying regards of a possible sequel. It said, one day the wind may change again hinting that there might be another Mary Poppins film someday. The reason the sequel, Mary Poppins Returns, got made at all was in parts that P.L. Travers... She passed away in 1996. Yeah, and then Disney and her estates, you know, it began long negotiations to create another adaptations of Travers' works. And some people may wonder, how would she feel if she were still alive that they turned it turned her books into a movie again. Right. I mean, I think that's a very common question for a lot of these adaptations because, like, how how would, for example, J.R.R. Tolkien respond to the Lord of the Rings films? That sort of thing. Or Dr. Or Seuss film adaptations, how would, they how would he respond if he were still alive? Yeah, it's a very interesting question. Unfortunately, you know, it's only going to be speculation. I, I'm curious if you have any opinions on that subject. It's, I don't really have an answer to any of those questions, but I do like to wonder that. Indeed. And same with, like, films they did of Curious George wondering what Margaret and H.A. Ray would think if they were still alive. Yeah, because we do know from other adaptations that... Sometimes the writers or the creators of the original source material, they, they love the adaptations, and sometimes they absolutely hate them. And it, there doesn't really seem to be a middle ground. I see, I get it, yeah. I remember like Mary Poppins like parody in like, media, for instance. Like In The Simpsons, there was a parody from the eighth season parodying Mary Poppins called Simpsons Califragilist Expiala. Don't! Shit! <laughs> And there That's was good. also a parody of Mary Poppins in Sesame Street called Super Nanny, who's like a superhero nanny parodying Mary Poppins. Of course, I mean, it's been around for a long, long time. So, of course, it would have people responding to it and have a, a strong presence in pop culture. I did. I do know that Mary Poppins, there, Disney is developing a Mary Poppins ride for Epcot that is going to come like sometime in like the near future, like in the coming years. That will be interesting to look out for. Do you have any uh, final thoughts about this franchise, this or or the original movie? It is still beloved to this very day by people of all ages. Yeah, I think it's one of those movies that will live forever because it's even if certain aspects of it of it are dated, it's still just it's just a lot of fun. Yes, I agree, and people of all ages just treasure this film to this very day.
we appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we've got a trivia question from Ezra. The toy soldiers from the A Spoonful of Sugar number originally appeared in another Disney film that came out a few years earlier. What is the name of it? Okay, so if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us an email at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later. (laughs) 